Changes to Hay CISD's dismissal schedule, specifically for those who walk home from school, why they have to wait for everyone else to leave before they do. One of the hottest days ever observed in Central Texas today, but odds are increasing that the weather really changes next week. Coming up. Coming from Hawaii, what survivors are asking for as the death toll rises. We're learning more about the body found this morning on the Travis Early College High School campus. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. I'm Daniel Marine. Austin ISD sent a letter to parents letting them know it was an 11th grade student. District police confirmed the body of a young woman was found before other students arrived to the school. To the district's knowledge, no students encountered the body. School was canceled today, so police could investigate. Classes will be canceled tomorrow as well. But the school will be open as a counseling center from 9 to noon for students and staff. And in the letter, the district also shared a list of resources for parents and for students. One of those includes the 24-hour National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, and that number is 988. Starting today, all Hay CISD students who walk to school will now be the last to leave for the day, having to wait 25 to 45 extra minutes after dismissal. It's a new district-wide policy meant to be safer and more efficient. The district says it was partially in response to the death of a student at a nearby district last year who was hit by a car during drop-off. KXN's Sarah Alsheh explains the updated schedule and a parent reaction. Parents are immediately outraged. It's a new dismissal order that's left Jennifer Durasik frustrated. Durasik has two students at Ralph Pfluger Elementary School in Buda. On Wednesday, she received an email by Hayes CISD laying out the new district-wide dismissal order. It said starting on Thursday, buses would leave first followed by parent pickup, student drivers, and lastly, student walkers, like Durasik's children. Previously, she says they were first to leave. With this new system, the district anticipates walkers will be released between 3.20 to 3.40 p.m. Ambiguous release time where it's like, well, we don't really know when they're gonna get released, and I don't know if something's wrong and if my kid should have made it home by now and, and hasn't, there's no way to know. With less cars on the road, Durasik is concerned for their safety walking home. Nobody in their right mind would snatch a kid off the road with five million cars and five million eyes on them. Less cars, less witnesses. They're able to get away faster because there's no traffic. But fewer cars in the area is one of the main reasons HCISD made this change. It's much safer for kids who are walkers to not have to dodge the traffic. The district says the decision came after talking with law enforcement, neighbors, and both city and county officials about traffic safety concerns. Another factor was the tragic death at a nearby school district last year. A student in our neighboring district died during drop-off. We're trying to get ahead of, of, of what would, could be a a potentially dangerous situation. Still, Durasik says this should be at the discretion of individual schools. Leave it up to the principals who are familiar with their students, their parents, their layout. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. And we know that the district says another safety issue that prompted this change was some parents falsely labeling their children as walkers to avoid waiting in the pickup line. Students were going in several different directions, mixing in with the traffic and trying to get to their parents' cars. Well, going in depth, one Austin area group is making sure your children are safe while heading to and from school. The city's Safe Routes program is on a mission to provide crossing guards to Austin Elementary Schools, also educate the kids on walking and biking safely, and build infrastructure to ensure the kids can get to school safely. 
Uh, there are currently several active construction projects around Austin area schools. The group is building a shared use path for walking and biking near Doss Elementary and Murchison Middle School. And they're also rehabilitating some sidewalks near Austin ISD schools and building pedestrian islands and curb extensions around multiple locations in Austin. All right, David joining us now and ERCOT is asking David everyone to voluntarily conserve energy until about eight tonight due to these temperatures. Do we know if there's anything else really factoring into that? We said it was going to get worse before it gets mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. It got worse. Mm -hmm. Temperatures have so far been the fourth hottest reading ever observed at the Austin airport. And this may be revised upward from 109 to 110 in the six o'clock update. So stay with us for that. This is an incredible temperature at Austin Bergstrom and obviously the hottest of the year so far. At Camp Mabry, this has matched the hottest reading of the year so far, but it did set a daily record, 108 so far. That may be revised upward as well. It's still hot. It's still sunny across Austin. It's worth a quick temperature tour because this is crazy. It looks like Phoenix in Mason. It's 111 there, 108 in Marble Falls and Horseshoe Bay. In parts of Austin, we've had LCRA thermometers hit 111 as well. Right now, 109 in Manshack and Buda, 110 in Round Rock, east of I-35. You can't escape it either. It's 110 up in Milam County and 109 in Dale. But the chances of rain and cooler weather coming from the Gulf of Mexico are increasing. I'll show you when and how much rain to expect coming up. All right, David, thank you. Now to Hawaii, where the, where the death toll continues to climb after wildfires on the island of Maui. Recovery teams continue to search for more than a thousand still missing, most in the historic town of Lahaina. Charred ruins is all that's left. More than 80% of the homes and buildings are gone. And survivors who escaped the firestorm are now making their way back, searching like so many in Maui for strength as well as hope. And the official death toll in Hawaii has surpassed 111 people. President Biden and the First Lady will travel to Maui on Monday to meet with survivors and first responders. As NBC's Bree Jackson reports, there is a lot of ground for those crews to cover. As the death toll from the Maui wildfires rises, the search for people and answers continues. And this is certainly a very complicated uh, search environment. Uh, there is a, obviously a lot of debris, there's a lot of uh, glass um, and still hot spots around the search area. FEMA has canine teams helping to locate survivors and remains. The official cause of the deadly blazes remains under investigation. Federal and state leaders say reviews of the response are underway as calls for accountability grow. We didn't even realize that we have to evacuate. There was no warning. Where were you guys? No. Where were you guys to, to try and get us out, evacuate us? No, we're mad. We're mad. No, we didn't just lose our homes. We lost our town. President Biden sending this video message to help console those impacted. From the darkness and the smoke and the ash, we've seen the light of hope and strength. The president also praising the crews putting their lives on the line to fight the flames. He'll see the destruction for himself when he travels to Maui Monday and provide that level of reassurance that he has directed the entire federal government to provide every resource that we have available to help this community recover. A recovery that will likely cost billions, but never replace the lives lost. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News.
And FEMA says so far it has provided nearly $3 million in assistance to help those impacted by the Maui fires. That includes money for rental assistance and temporary housing. And they're also working to provide longer-term housing for those who need it. Flames in flight, the airline engine that caught on fire mid-air, and what caused the malfunction? And on one of the hottest days so far, it's important to keep your animals safe. A dog in Central Texas is recovering after people saved him from these temperatures. How to keep this from happening to your pets, and what could happen if you violate state law. There were some frightening moments in the skies over Houston yesterday. A Southwest jet had to return to Hobby Airport after its right engine began smoking and then apparently caught fire. Pilots on board flight 307 bound for Cancun, Mexico, returned to the airport and made a safe landing. The airline says the plane suffered a mechanical issue. The man who captured video on his cell phone said he noticed big black plumes of smoke coming out of the right engine and that the plane was shifting from side to side. He also said he was afraid the plane was going to crash. Southwest is one of the few major U.S.-based carriers to have never had a deadly crash. A sixth victim, a 56-year-old man, has died days after a house exploded in Pennsylvania. Officials are still trying to figure out what caused that explosion in the first place. Now, the exact cause and manner of death are still pending. Several homes were destroyed from the Saturday morning blast, and two people who were injured in the blast were treated and have since been released. Now, during the initial response, 57 firefighters were treated on the scene for minor issues. Well, while we wait on some relief coming from the Gulf of Mexico, we are also monitoring a rapidly intensifying Hurricane Hillary in the other ocean, the Eastern Pacific. Hillary is gaining intensity very quickly, expected to become a Category 4 storm stronger than Hurricane Harvey was back in 2017. In a weaker state, as it moves over cooler water, rare direct impacts are expected in Southern California this weekend. We'll talk about our tropical system when we come back. A dog rescued from being tethered outside in Williamson County might die from heat stroke. The dog, Hugo, was found in distress earlier this week. The Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter tells our Mercedes Hernandez the rescued dog is getting the care needed and is also warning others about heating dangers. This is what can happen to a dog when they're left outside in the triple-digit heat. We were contacted uh, by one of our partner agencies uh, letting us know that they had found a dog tethered outdoors and in this extreme heat. This is Hugo. He was rescued by an animal control officer this week. April Pfeiffer with the Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter says his condition has improved, but is still dire. Once it reaches, I believe, 102 degrees, it is, it's considered to be heat stroke at that point. And a dog like Hugo with 107 degree temperature um, is at great risk of not making it. Hold on. I know, it's okay. Dr. Brianna Armstrong is a vet at Firehouse Animal Health Center. She says there are ways to keep dogs from getting sick, like Hugo. You're letting them out in the earlier morning hours and the later night hours so that they're not out during the hottest part of the day. If they have to go out during that time, being with them so that they are only out there for a few minutes. Pfeiffer says heavy panting and dry spots like on the nose can also be a sign of overheating. 
and that there are legal protections for outside dogs in Texas. So the Safe Outdoor Dogs Act says that an animal um, can be outdoors and tethered, but they must be provided with fresh, clean water. They must have access to shades. She hopes his story will remind pet owners to take the heat seriously. In Williamson County, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And they say if Hugo makes a full recovery, it's likely he will enter one of the shelter's programs that would help him find a new home. And going in depth, it was in January of 2022 when the Safe Outdoor Dogs Act, you've heard mentioned, went into effect in the state of Texas. Under the new law, dogs must be protected from the elements and have a large enough shelter to be able to reposition themselves and be able to lie down fully. Their collars must fit them correctly and they can't be restrained with a chain, have a restraint that's too short, or have a restraint with weights attached. Dogs also can't be restrained outside without someone nearby unless they have a suitable shelter, shade, potable water, and the ability to avoid standing water or their waste. Now there are some exceptions, including for those shepherding, camping, or putting a dog in the back of a parked truck or tying them up during a temporary task. Violating the law could result in misdemeanor charges. All right, and we know, David, with this heat, this is something you preach. Make sure your animals are safe. It really just gets mm -hmm. me. I mean, you wouldn't want to be outside all day, mm -hmm. right? No. We shouldn't do the same to our animals. And this heat is largely going to continue for the next few days until a welcome change, which is looking more likely as of right now, early next week. For now, no change. This has actually been the hottest day of the year, and in some areas, the hottest day in a long time. It's 108 right now in the Lorenzo and Lorenz 360 cam 109 from Marble Falls out to Lano. We're still waiting on the official 6 p.m. high temperature, which sometimes gets bumped upward. But as I told you, it's been 108 so far in the city, 109 officially at the airport. The airport, that's a tie for their fourth hottest temperature ever. The drought monitor going in the direction that you could assume. Last week, here was the picture. Keep an eye as I change it to this week and notice D3 category expanding eastward D4 the worst exceptional drought on the scale now showing up soil can't get any drier than this in Gerald and Georgetown parts of Williamson County. We still have serious heat alerts in effect through 9 p.m. And again, during the heat of the day tomorrow, we have never before had this many excessive heat warnings, almost 20 in Travis County so far this year. The previous record was three in a given year. And crazy temperatures continue overall through the coming weekend, so plan accordingly. But look at this graph. I wanted to show you this because it looks so great to see a big dip in temperatures and the first days under 100 in 45 days by that point in Austin next week. The reason could be coming from the tropics. Over the next seven days, the National Hurricane Center hurricane specialists have labeled this big blob in the central and western Gulf with a now slightly higher 30% chance of tropical development. That means a tropical depression or something stronger. The depression that we're, or the system rather, that we're watching hasn't developed yet. It's just north of Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Notice as we move the model forward, it stays very ragged and disorganized until this weekend as it emerges over the Gulf. It's still going to be kind of trucking westward, not a lot of of time to get organized or to develop, but it certainly could, especially with that jet fuel hot water out in the Gulf still sitting at record high temperatures. So this could be a tropical depression, could even be a tropical storm, unlikely to be a hurricane as it appears right now, and it could impact Texas next Tuesday and Wednesday. This is the European model, which is looking more and more optimistic, and it's certainly one of our best, if not the best model, but not all of our models are this optimistic. Some of them want to bring it down in South Texas. I like showing you this one, though, because it looks so promising, doesn't it? 
Overall, even though that model is not a guarantee, confidence has gone upward in getting some rain and some break from this awful heat wave next week. Over the next seven days, accordingly, our partners at the National Weather Service have increased their forecast rain amounts. Hopefully we all get something a quarter to three quarters of an inch for many, maybe up to one inch, depending on the track of this system and whether it organizes or not. We'll keep you posted with updates every day. Trust me, we are watching this thing very closely. 78 degrees tonight with mostly clear skies and a light south wind. We've got that same southwesterly direction in the wind to start the day tomorrow. That's a blowtorch bumping us up to 108 near record highs for the day. After that, tying a record of 107 on Saturday, setting a record at the same temperature for the calendar day Sunday. Next week, look at this, a couple days below 100, a brief break from the triple-digit heat, and a 30% chance of rain and thunderstorms Tuesday and Wednesday. We are hoping to bump that rain chance up. We'll keep you advised. The search for a suspect who shot a Harris County deputy. What to do if you know who or where they are?